Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it might be where you are. We are so excited and so thankful that you are joining us on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast. My name is Alex, and with me today is Trey. Good morning, Trey. How's it going, man? Going on, Alex. How uh, How is everything going with you this week? Oh, uh, hello, 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 peoples. How's everybody doing? Um, this week um, was good. Um, uh, you know, I still got a coworker who's out with broken ribs, um, and mm. I'm having to cover his stuff. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's fine, you know, because it's kind of kind of like my area anyway. Because I, I, it's not like it's brand new. So that's what's going on at work, but that's okay. Um, um, they're they're uh they've mandated, <clears throat> excuse me, they've mandated that I wear a mask the whole time I'm on the floor. So I spend I kind of like hibernate in my cubicle, man. <laughs> Don't bother me. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, is there a problem? Um, so I, you know, I, I, I deal with that. Um, let's see. Uh, you know what? Yesterday. So, so Joshua as his after school thing is karate. So that's, they right. pick him up from school and he's got an after school program with this karate place. And next thing you know, uh, he meets a kid at karate and the kid mm-hmm. kind of lives, you know, two minutes from my house. So we coordinate the fact that 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 he can um, go over there and play, but they've got to go to a birthday party. So I I got to go pick him up and then go get his sister, yeah. a friend of hers. So nobody answered the front door, and I heard commotion and music and stuff in the in the backyard. So I walk around the house, and Alex, Alex, what car. what do I see unfold before my eyes? but like a beautiful pond. I mean, nice. I'm telling you, it, it's like like 18,000 things rush through my head as soon as I see this pond. Like one, mm. okay, I got to fish this pond. Or two, yeah. how do I fish yeah. this pond? I got to make friends yeah. with these people. <laughs> right. right, yeah. They told me that there's a big fish yeah. pond. That big. Okay, th- this is Joshua. This is his first episode on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. How big was the fish, Joshua? Like wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, I saw it. You're a true fisherman. You just went a foot and a half big, and then you went four foot big. So <laughs> how big was it? Like, like two, two, three pounder. I saw it, and it looked like it was about that big. But the, my friend told me it was about that big. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, we'll try to catch it one day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I love you. Out of here. <laughs> That's when you wish you had the the fishing rod in the back of the truck, just already oh baited right. up, ready to go. Like that, I'm telling you, if if that pond looked like it was the most gorgeous pond maybe I've ever seen. And it, if you put a cricket on a hook and had a bobber mm. about two feet from the from the hook and you threw it out there, as soon as you throw it out there, that bobber's going down. And you're yeah. gonna catch like a like a quarter pound brim or something. I'm telling you. Oh man. Yeah, that's Thanks. nice. That's that's some good dinner there. Um you get a get a bucket full of those and you'll be good to go. But yeah. uh that's awesome. It's been a long time since I've I've fished a, a small pond like that, but and dude, I'm I'm telling you, that's 
that's some of the best dinner you'll find too. You you catch a couple of those brim, maybe a few catfish to go with it if they got some in there. Yep. They said there were brim and catfish and bass in there. And I'm like, okay, oh, um <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what like what days can I come back and uh and Yeah, not day. Not food. day. What days? Like, yeah. yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, is that good for y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Well, let me know when you do get invited back and you catch a whole, you know, bunch yes, of a mess. fish. And when you're gonna cook them? That's right. Um, we'll, we'll have to make that. Like happen. if you if you've got if you've got a a bunch of fish on a stringer, that's called a mess of fish. Mm-hmm. If you can if you can slap them across your back and walk home. Oh man, yeah, that's right. Come on, I've got a uh, that reminds me. I've got a picture from when I was growing up and. My dad and I, we go fishing just about every every weekend. And uh, there was one time we we caught so many fish and, and we had, you know, like this this stringer, but it they wasn't on a string. It was like a chain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I remember, heck, I don't know, I might have been like maybe three and a half foot, four foot tall. And I was like holding it, you know, as high as I could to keep them from touching yeah. the ground, like, you know. So it was uh that was a, a good day to catch a lot of fish. Yeah, that's funny that we're we're still about that height. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> that's funny right there. Oh uh, man, but uh yeah, so uh, that's awesome. Sounds like uh you might have some good fishing and good eating in your in your future. Yeah, um, yeah, love it. We're we're thankful, you know, for those of you joining us. We're excited. Uh, that you've you found us if it's your first time we are so glad that you're here we encourage you go back listen to a couple of you know our previous episodes all of them if you you know if you so please but definitely go back and listen to our last episode where we started diving into um, or really kind of picked back up the last probably two or three episodes would be good for you to go back and listen to but last week in particular we we talked about and sort of unpacked the meaning behind the leftovers um, from the miracle of Jesus feeding the, the 5,000 plus people. And then we, we talked about him walking on water and what that meant for the disciples at that time, what that means for us today. Um, and now we're uh, at the very beginning of Mark chapter seven, and we're going to start walking through, walking through this and see how far we can get today. But um, if you, you know, if it's your first time, definitely go back and listen to listen to our previous episodes uh, just so you can get caught up as well. And uh, we're excited to see what God has for us today. And if you're following along again, you can go ahead and turn there in Mark uh, 2, chapter 7. And we'll be we'll be starting off at verse one here. And to to kick us off trey i'll uh i can go ahead and you want me to read through all of this or you just want me to read through maybe like the first first maybe eight verses here where uh, jesus see. how about the uh pharisees yeah how about do one through eight that'd be great okay all right so uh i'll pick up here in verse one mark chapter seven and it says the pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from jerusalem gathered around jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. Verse 3 says, The Pharisees and all the Jews 
do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, he being Jesus in this, in verse six. And this is where it gets really good and where it gets really real. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really real and really to the point. He says, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Wow. So we'll, uh, we'll pause right there because that is, that's a lot. That's a, a ton to unpack just in itself of what Jesus says to the Pharisees. But yep. this very much applies to the church and, and a lot of, a lot of people today as it did to the Pharisees, you know, 2000 years ago. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, what's interesting about this, this first eight verses is that you, you have mankind who, uh, for for whatever reason, have gone outside what is written. Mm. Okay, and and yeah. made their own rules. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why why do we do that? We could talk about that forever. There's a myriad right. of reasons why we do that. Yep. Um. Yep. But I think the root of the, all the reasons is to serve yourself. And and to to make sure that you're doing something. To right, make you right, right, worthy, right? right? You've yeah, got to do yeah. something to make yourself worthy. Like, to, in other words, not for you to feel worthy, but so that other people consider you as worthy, which that makes is. you feel worthy. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah really, so that's really what they're does. doing. And Jesus said, "Hey, you hypocrites!" I mean, he just comes out and calls them that. Like, right? Yeah, right what? out the gate. I mean, <laughs> right he comes out. He goes, "Hey, uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm gonna go." to show you who you are. Yeah. All right. So yep. he kind of like reels them back in and he's trying to tell them, look, all this stuff that you've made up for you mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't do the kingdom any good. Yep. You're being hypocritical. You're acting. Yep. That's what, uh, yeah. Yep. Hippocrates. That's where that word comes from. You know, it, it means to act. Yep. To act like something basically, um, uh, when you see a great film, uh, you know uh, Tom uh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun. He's not he's not a fighter pilot, but he 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 acted like one and did a great job. So right. that's kind of like uh, they're they're acting like something that they're not. Um, and and to to prove or to give um uh, what's the word. Um, to 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 make it to where to make it seem like that they are who they say they are, they make rules up. Right, and they follow them. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Jesus said, "Nah, 
you're honoring me with your lips, mm-hmm. but your heart's not there. And, and you, you worship me in vain. Now, here's the thing. They would say, I would never worship you, Jesus right. of Nazareth. First of all, you're from Nazareth. Yeah. You know, second of all, you were born illegitimately. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're trying to tell us what to do. Yeah. So here's the thing. The last thing he says, you have let go of the commands of God. So of all of all the people who are tempted to kind of like uh, um, stay away from the Old Testament. Uh, Jesus did not ever. Right. He quoted the Old Testament constantly. That was his go to. Why? Because God wrote it. His father wrote it. And he's in the Old Testament over and over again. Oh, absolutely. And and he knew, too, because, I mean, like, look who he's speaking to a lot of the times when he goes to and references the Old Testament. Like he knows that the Old Testament is something that they're going to connect to right that is the the scripture that they have and so it's going to make um it's going to make sense to them and that's how he's going to be able to connect with them in a a lot of ways as far as them understanding the references that he makes um so you know and and right here like can you imagine for a minute what it would have been like for those for the pharisees Right. And those there who were confronting Jesus and for him to, you know, first, like one of the first things he says about them is that they are hypocrites. Like, whoa, like, wait a minute. That, you know, can you can you imagine how taken back they would have been? And then for him to quote the scripture. That references, right, that that references them that they would have known they would have. They would have likely known this this verse from Isaiah that Jesus was quoting, but they would have never said, "Hey, that's that's about us, right?" Yeah, that's true. But if your if your go to, if your go to is what you've made up and not yeah. what God's made up, then you yeah. can't see what God's made up. Is that make exactly? Sense? Okay. You can't refer right, right. They're they're blinded to the fact yeah. that this is about them. Yeah, right? they're blinded to that because of their their sinfulness right because of their what they've come up with and you know you're right like there's so many reasons why we do that and you know a lot of a lot of people talk about you know why are there so many so many traditions right why are there so many rules and laws that the jewish people came up with and have come up with to follow right the 10 commandments and to stay within this guideline so and do you have an example of a good tradition? What's a good tradition? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. How about uh, communion? Mm-hmm. Like what What if your church says, okay, we're going to, our tradition of the church, we're going to have communion once a month. That's a yeah. great, that's a great tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if, if you get unhinged because you can't have Wednesday night supper one yeah. week, that's probably not, you know, that's not, you don't, that's not your go-to. Don't go to that. Right. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. And, and, you know, in a lot of these things, like, especially when it comes to the, 
the you know traditions that the Israelites came up with, a lot of it was in an an attempt to help follow the the laws, right? To help try and you know keep yourself far enough away from breaking the law. But then all they did was started to rely on these traditions and it started to interfere with and sort of over. What's the word I'm looking for? It, it started to replace, right? God's word and, and yeah. his commands. And they started to follow their own traditions instead. And, um, you know, <sighs> It's one of those things because it's it's a lot like you said, you start to there's almost like this, uh, I guess, subconscious reason why you you put those things in place. And I think it, it really comes down to the root of what you said earlier, where like you you do them so that you have something to follow so that someone else can say, hey, that's a good person right there. You see all those you see all those traditions and they can start, you know, like counting off and listing off everything good that you do. Um, but these are all traditions that, you know, that people came up with, like humans came up with and put in practice, not that God commanded. Uh, Look, we you know we. I'm going to say I. I have a tendency to really bash the Pharisees. Mm, yeah, yeah. When in fact, I am one. Yeah, right. And that's what Christ saved me from, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the reason I can see their hypocrisy is because it's in mm-hmm. me too. All right, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I understand that. Um, you know, the 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 very meaning of the Greek word Pharisee is to be separate from sin. Right. So that's how they saw themselves, mm-hmm. and. How could they prove that, but make up a bunch of stuff to follow? Yeah. Right. When in fact, the the things that that they weren't following was love the Lord, your God with all you have and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. Whole law summed up in that right there. So I'm not saying that they didn't mean well, they probably meant well. They probably were like, look, man, we're, we're doing the right thing. We're trying to lead these people. I mean, if we yeah. don't follow the law, we're going to be in chaos and anarchy. And I get yeah. that too. I yeah. get it. But they were serving themselves and not serving the people. That was the problem. If you go yeah. back a couple of chapters yeah. in Mark, if you go back a couple of chapters, right before the feeding of the 5,000, when Jesus landed and he gets out and he sees all these people out in the boondocks, he says to himself, He was very, very, uh, I'm paraphrasing, he's very concerned because all these people were out here like without a shepherd. Mm. Yeah. And the Pharisees were supposed to be that. They were the leaders of the church and they were failing at their job. And they're they're talking to the, the, the creator and giver of life and asking them why they're why his disciples are not eating before they wash their hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, dudes. <laughs> <clears throat> he said, y'all don't get it, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that's a, that's a very good point, too. And when you look at it in that that perspective, both at, at 
at the fact they're talking to Jesus and they're asking such a non-essential question, right? Like they're asking about something that just does not matter when they're talking to Jesus. Well, um, we can see that, it, it, but they didn't see that. Right. To them, it was like it was like a real, real, real big deal. And that's because they didn't understand who Jesus was. Like they didn't know who they were talking to. That's right. Um, and, and, you know, and Jesus calling them hypocrites. If uh, if you go to Matt, I think it's in Matthew six. Um, Jesus talks about not giving as the hypocrites do, like giving in public with the sound of like a trumpet and making sure that everybody knows and, yep. and sees you. Um, and, and it goes back to what you were saying. Like, it's all about the the attention they they give they do these things for the attention for so that others will, will think highly of them. Um, and, and that's what, you know, that's unfortunately what a lot of people do and why a lot of people, you know, go to church now and, and, you know, why they give and why they serve it's so that they can get recognition for these things. So, so you remind me of a parable that he taught, he said, look, um, when, when you've been invited to a, a, you've been invited to a feast, a party. He says, uh, if you've got the notion that you and your wife can just walk right in and go to some of the best seats in the house and just sit down. The host of the party is going to say, um, excuse me, but these aren't your seats. So now the party's full and you've got to go all the way to the end seats and be the last person. Yeah. He said, you know what? Instead, have this kind of attitude, this thought process. Sit mm. in the last seat when you come in. Yeah. And the host is going to say in front of everybody, hey, what are you doing down here? Come up, come up closer. You're not supposed to be down there. Come up closer. And then yep. you... See, at first you are abased, you are um, humiliated in front of, see, you understand you were proud and now you're humiliated. Yeah. That's, if you're proud, you're going to get humble. Yep. But if you're yep. humble, you're going to be exalted. That's mm. how, that's how it goes. Yeah. That's, and, and, you know, that's a parable that has always really, you know, like stood out to me and, it's one of those things too, where it's it's very hard again because then your human side comes into it and it's like, okay, all right. So if I strategize this in a way, I can get attention, right? Like if I come in and I pretend to be humble, then maybe I'll get the attention and, and get the praise in front of everybody else. Yep. But humility isn't something that you can can fake, right? Like eventually it, it just doesn't sit right. Like it just doesn't feel natural to those around you who are trying, you know, the one who is trying to appear humble, but rather inside they're just doing it for the hope that, you know, okay, maybe I will get the attention or maybe I'll look good, you know, by, by kind of doing this. But like humility is, it's something that, you get 
by the Holy Spirit. Like, I don't think it's something that you just can work at and say, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a humble person. It took me a long time to work this hard to be this humble. Um, I mean, it's just something. That in itself is pride right there. (laughs) Right. Exactly. My My grandfather used to say, or I heard him say, um, False humility is the greatest pride. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. And unfortunately, a lot of people, a lot of people have that. Um, And and at times, I think we all go through that. Um, But by the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, we can we can actually live in humility and in that same humility that Christ had to humble himself, you know, step down from his throne to, to walk this earth, um, to do what we couldn't. That's humility. And, and hopefully that's the humility that, that we live in truth. Um, so, you know, and, and so picking back up here, um, in verse nine, It says, and he continued, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and mother and anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Corban, that is devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many things like that. Uh, yeah, that's I very think that's interesting. interesting example he gives there. Um, yeah, he, he, he knows. Uh, he knows a lot more than they think he knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he through him all things were created. He knows. All right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he knows everything. So uh, to call them out on this, this is an example that he pulls. He just pulls it out of the blue. And of course, he's led by the Holy Spirit, of course. But it looks like he just like pulls one out like, OK, here, let me tell you something. Let me, let me give you one example of what you're doing. Yeah. You, you are breaking one of the Ten Commandments. By the way, and I'm paraphrasing, which he would say to them, I've never heard you. Uh, say that you're keeping mm. so you're breaking one of these by making the the Corban rule and basically mm-hmm. it's just a prideful rule that saved them money that's all it did right it got them out of taking care of their parents right yep. the elderly yep. right and widows and orphans stuff like that mm-hmm. um and, and I love how he ends that up. He says, you do many things like that. In other words, you break a lot of commandments. Yeah. You hypocrites. Yeah. Right. You know, tr- another, why did he call them hypocrites? Because they were so bent on following their own rules that they didn't follow God's rules. Yeah. Right. But the hip- hip- hypocrisy there. And the irony there is that they make their own rules so that they can say that they're. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've been in 
I've been in churches that do that and it's not a pretty sight. And it, and it took me a long um, to find out, you know, what was going on and, and maybe one one day we can have a podcast about that and about that kind of church. Um, but not right. today, not today. Absolutely. And, you know, and I mean, and that's one of the things too, that put a lot of people off um, of like Christianity or, or Jesus in general is because a lot of people put religion before Jesus, right? Like, and in front of Jesus, they put all these rules and these regulations, these these things that humans come up with. Just like you said, okay, if you're going to be part of this church and you want to be a good Christian, you got to be here every Wednesday night for our dinner and our Bible study. And if you're not, then you're you're not a good Christian. Like you're you're failing. Um, you need to repent because you didn't join us on Wednesday. Uh, also we have a Thursday night prayer thing that you need to be at and you need to make sure that you're a part of. And so, you know, a lot of people are, are off to it because humans have put rules in front of Jesus saying that you got to do these things and then you, you can, you know, be welcomed by Jesus or you can be liked and loved by Jesus. And, and that's obviously backwards. Um, yeah. we do I mean, the things that we do. There's nothing because, wrong with having the church. Yeah, right? yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, you can meet every day. I, I hope everybody wants to meet every day, but right. it's, it's not a requirement. It's not a yep. checklist. If exactly. it becomes a checklist, exactly. it's a problem. Yep. Yep. Right. If you if you judge yourself or other people off of that list, it's a problem. Yep. That's true. Um, and and that's you know that's another thing you were talking about the the term hypocrite and and Jesus using that towards them because that's what the you know the Pharisees are doing in this in this sense with all of their rules and their laws right like they're acting like oh hey we follow God we follow God's commands but yet what they're following are their own and then they fuss at other people and they hold other people to a different standard. Right. And they're like, you're not following God's commands. And then they condemn and shame. That kind of, that kind of sounds like, um, politics. Yeah. 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 No, that's <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Uh, you, hey, you, you cannot, you cannot leave your house and go to Chick-fil-A while there's video of me doing the same thing. <laughs> right. Okay, right. Yeah. So. All right, yeah. All right, let's not go there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what Jesus is calling the Pharisees out for. Yeah, that's true. Um, How about let's go. um, Let's go 14 through 19. Yeah. All right. So in verse 14, it says, again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. <laughs> I love I love how Jesus says this. Are you so dull? He asked. <laughs> Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. Um, 
this is a big, you know, for those who, who are aware, this would be a, a big topic of discussion and calls of some, what is it, contention uh, for, you know, Jewish uh, believers for sure because of the, the food reference. Yeah, it's it's a you know the Bible is real. Like it, it look it. Moses murdered somebody. David had somebody murdered and and slept with his wife beforehand. Had yeah. a kid and tried yeah. to cover it up. I mean the Bible's real. I mean it, yeah. it it says okay human human beings are evil. Uh, they might intend to be good, but inside they are evil. And you know what I mean is saying the Bible is real, this is the only time that Jesus gets real about even using the bathroom. I mean, he's like, look, that's not what defiles you. It's what comes out of your mouth. Right? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm, Yeah. So that's, that's what, that's how you know how a person is. Listen to them talk. Yeah. What what do they, what do they, um, focus on a lot in their conversation? I'm not talking about like talking about work or like in in passing. In other words, in passing, what does a person talk about all the time? Are they focused on telling dirty jokes all the time? Right. Are they talking about um, Jesus all the time? I mean, what 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 are they focused on? Mm, uh, that's that's, that's basically the root of their heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that you can cherry pick one thing somebody says and you judge them on that i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like what is a person focused on what do they talk about all the time yeah um so it's it's what comes out of a person that defiles them he's talking about their mouth if you look at james the book of james he talks about how evil the tongue is like it's so small like a rudder of a huge cruise ship you know, the, the, the ship is huge, but that little rudder in the back steers that whole ship. That's the tongue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I love it that Mark kind of puts in parentheses in saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. Like what? Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, for, for health reasons, they were not allowed to eat certain foods because didn't that, you know, some of them were poisonous. Some of them were dirty and nasty. And the way to prepare them um, was not known. And like, you know, why would, why would a Jewish person in that time stay away from pork? Well, because at that time they didn't have refrigerators, you know, (laughs) They, mm-hmm. they, pork had worms, you know? Mm-hmm. So ne- next thing you know, in saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. Now, what I'd like to do, Alex, is go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Peter yeah. has not yet gone out into his mission field. He doesn't even know what his mission field is yet. You know, when Jesus says go, into all the corners of the world and share what I've told you doesn't mean you just get in a car and get on a plane and go right now. You have to get ready for this kind of stuff, right? 
So Peter's yeah. not ready to do that yet. <clears throat> Next thing you know, he's sitting on a housetop. Yeah. And he becomes hungry and wanted something. I'm, I'm in verse 10 of Acts 10. He became hungry and wanted something to eat while the meal was being prepared below. And he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. And it contained, get this, Alex, all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. And a voice said to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten any of these things that are impure or unclean. And the voice came to him again and said, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Wow. So first of all, um, Mark had not been written yet, but Jesus had already spoken the words. So he had already declared everything clean, mm-hmm. right? But God, the Father, is using this analogy to teach Peter that the unclean people, the Gentiles, I'm going to make clean. And you mm-hmm. can go eat with them. And the next thing you know, he does. He finds himself in a Gentile house yep. eating food that he would never eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You know, God has a lesson for us all, and it's uh, you're not as important as you think you are. Everybody around you is much more important than you. Um, quit obeying your own self-made, made-up rules and love your neighbor as yourself, which proves yeah. that you love me. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, too, I mean, it, <clears throat> it's interesting because, you know, Peter – was there when Jesus spoke to the Pharisees of what we see here in Mark 6. So Peter would have heard him, you know, make that reference about it's not what goes into a person's right body that then ultimately comes back out that makes them unclean. Um, But yet then we see Peter here in Acts and he's still in that same mindset of, no, nah, I'm not eating these these other things, right? Like I'm I'm not eating that that food. Um, and so it took time before he was at the point where, and, and then even you know you see it happen here, like the first time that God commands him, you know, get up, kill, and eat. Um, Peter's like. No, I'm good. I, no way. Like, that's not right. You know? And so he even questions God's command in that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, well, if, if, why are you, why did you tell me in Leviticus that some of these things I can't eat, but now you're telling me I can? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you another example. Jesus said, you have heard it written. If you have seen it written or you have heard, don't commit adultery. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one of the Ten Commandments. He says, mm-hmm. but I tell you, like, 
who are you to tell me anything? You're a guy. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. He says, I tell you, if you look, even look at a woman like that, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Mm. Right. So that's how, that's how this is going. And he, God would, God would say to Peter, well, you know what? I also told you yourself with non-Jewish people Mm. because they will lead you astray. But now I live in you, Peter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I live in you by my spirit. I'm gonna guide you and teach you what to say. And you're gonna you're gonna mm. remember what my son said, mm. and you're gonna Come go on. amongst these people, and you're gonna teach him what I said through my son, who is Thank the author you, of life, who yeah. rose from the grave and can give you eternal life, and will yeah. raise you up on the last day. And Peter's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know? and, and and thank the Lord that that he allowed that um, so that those of us who, you know, are Gentiles could hear um, and could receive the word. Um, yep. Man. So thankful for that. And then, you know, in verse 20, um, Jesus, Jesus wraps it up and it says he went on. What comes out of a person is what defiles them for, from within out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come, uh, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Yep. And, you know, basically everything that we just talked about is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, did you wash your hands that make you, you know, unclean? as an individual. Um, I mean, obviously that's not very sanitary. We know, but um, it's, it's what comes out of your heart. It's what's inside that really reflects who you are Um, and your, your position and and posture, like when it comes to clean versus unclean, but it's not, you know, it's not like, what is it? The, the reference, like, when Jesus is talking about them being um, the Pharisees being like whitewashed uh, tombs, you know, on the outside, they look like they've got it all together, but inside they are so disconnected and so far apart from, from God. Mm -hmm. So that reminds me being unclean. Uh, You know, we're all unclean. We all are. We all have yeah. leprosy in our heart. Um, we we are calloused. We only think of ourselves. Um, it's only by the grace of God and his salvation that we begin to understand that it's not about that. It's about other people. And it's about um, doing his will, not your own. So it reminds me of when Jesus met the leper Um on the on the on the road and back in the day uh, a leper was like they're out of the church like you understand that israel is like one big church right right they're one big congregation that believe in the only true god and everybody else doesn't right so israel is a picture of christianity it's a it's a, it's a foreshadowing of christianity right so they mm-hmm. kick 
the guy who has leprosy out of the church. He can't go to Publix or Walmart anymore. He can't go to synagogue anymore. He can't yeah. wander about in the street free anymore. He is out of the city wandering about in leprous colonies. And when his job is to stay away from you. And your job is to stay away from him. Mm. You understand? Like, right? He has become like a Gentile, the untouchable. Yeah. So if you come in contact with a leper, you have to report that to the priest and the priest until you are clean, like in a week mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not, you, you, you're not getting leprosy and, and hurt the other people of the, of the community. Right. Yeah. So here's this leper and he sees Jesus and he goes up to Jesus and he falls down before him. So unclean. And Jesus, the cleanest of us all, mm-hmm. never sinned. And the guy says, if, if, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Mm, come on. I mean, really? And he didn't even know what he was talking about. He, well, he didn't understand how deep that was. Yeah. Yeah. Right there's a difference between well and whole. Yeah. So he was wanting to be well and Jesus was going to make him whole. You understand that, right? Yeah. So right off the bat, he knows who Jesus is. He calls him Lord, Lord. If you're willing, you can make me well. And Jesus says, I'm willing. Mm. And not only Mm. did he, he, all he had to do was just say it. Matter of fact, he didn't even have to say it. I mean, right, right. It could have just happened. Yeah. He he could just look at him and the guy's well if he wanted to. Yeah. But for for us, Alex, for the reader, for those who were standing around watching, for the man himself, because touch is so important in human beings. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He goes up to the guy and he touches him. All right, now, by law, Jesus is unclean. Yeah. Done. He says, I make you whole. Leprosy mm. disappears. Come on. Um, he's so excited. He goes, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to not go and tell everybody this. <laughs> he says, right. don't go right. tell everybody this. He says, you need to do what you're supposed to by law and go to the priest, present yourself, say, look, I don't have leprosy anymore. Let them examine you. And now you can go to to Walmart again and you can go to church again. But instead of doing that, guess what the guy does? He, (laughs) he tells everybody. Yeah. Now, listen, there's a bunch of people that know this guy's got leprosy. Yeah. Now he doesn't. And he's telling this guy, Jesus, this Jesus character. He's the one did this. Look at me. I'm clean. I'm clean. Mm-hmm. And and it says that from that point on, Jesus could not enter into the city um, oh. freely. He couldn't come and go. Like he was after that. He was he was a he was an idol. Yeah, like kind of like he was a rock star. And, yeah. and 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 that's the picture of salvation. Mm. You understand that this guy could not enter the city anymore freely. He was banished. 
yeah. from the Holy Land. And there was nothing he could do. Like, nope. that's one of the things that, and we don't understand sometimes as, as, as humans, like there's nothing you could do as a leper to get rid of your leprosy. Like that was it. That's what you were for the rest of your life. And you were excluded. You were on the outside. You were never getting back in because you were never going to be clean. And that's us as, as humans. That That is what happens to us because of our sin. You were on the outside, never getting back in because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to clean yourself. But yet here's Jesus, just like you said, the most clean, right? The purest, who not only is willing to clean you and or make you well, but he makes you whole. And he reaches out, not just not doing it by word, but by actually touching you and changing you yep. completely and wholly. Yeah. So Paul, Paul writes in, in Corinthians, he says, don't you know that Jesus became sin so that you could become his righteousness? So he he swapped. He swapped. That's that's, that's salvation. He swaps. He he he. he and, and the story of the leper is, is that he changed places with the leper. Don't you understand that it, before he met Jesus, he couldn't go in and out of the city. And when he meets mm. Jesus, he can, but Jesus can't. He said, yeah. he, he changed places with him. Yeah. And that's salvation. That's God. God's willing to <clears throat> take on what you've done. Yeah. Come who on. Who you've hurt. Yeah. And, and who's hurt you. <clears throat> he's, he's willing to take all that. Look, look, pain and fear is leprosy. Yeah. Yeah. And guilt, shame, all that. That's leprosy. And you're never going to be able to enter the kingdom of God until the touch of Christ comes upon you. Until that is gone and it will never be gone until that moment, until your encounter with Jesus, you know, because you, you talk about like him swapping places with, with the leper and uh, you know, Jesus swapped places with us because every one of us deserve the, the cross. Every one of us, that's where we are destined without Christ is, is death. And Jesus took our place so that we didn't have to experience that, but rather through him, now we have, we have life. We have an opportunity and a chance to live um, and to be set free from the, pental, the penalty that we deserve which is death because of our, our sin and our just wickedness and, and uncleanness. Um, oh man, dude. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing that the Pharisees are totally missing. And that's the thing that, Oh Lord, please never let us fall into that mindset and set free those who are in that mindset that tend to think, Hey, I can do this. Like, hey, I can clean myself up and and get right. Um, it so, comes so down here, to Jesus. Here, you said it, you made a great point about your mindset. So, 
he he's like, look, um, their their heart is where all this stuff comes from, right? So the mm-hmm. heart is like the core of you, the yeah. where everything, yeah. um, where every like where your where your actions and your 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 voice and your deeds and and everything starts from there. That's your core. Basically, it's your mindset. It's it's mm. it's it's how you perceive everything, and that's how you're going to act. That's how you're going to talk. That's how you're going to speak. That's how you're going to. That's how you're going to uh, function. That's your yeah. your heart is your mindset. That's the mind is is so powerful, um, that it can steer your tongue. <laughs> mm, yeah. Right. Which yeah. steers you. So. Here's here's our here's our state without Jesus. Verse twenty. He went on. What comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is from within. Out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Yeah. That's full of sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. Wow. Mm-hmm. All these evils come from inside, and that's what defiles a person. Yeah. So, like, man, I've been guilty of all of those. Right. You know, either, either, either physically or in my heart or in my mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, what's the solution, Alex? We're all defiled. Everybody, everybody yeah. that's listening knows what each one of these means and has has had an uh, event in their life where they show that they are defiled within. So how in the world is that fixed? Yeah. And and it is only through through Christ. And and that's what I love. uh, Like the example you gave about the the man with leprosy i mean that is the perfect image of of who we are without christ is is a leper um we have this disease that is sin and there's nothing we can do to heal ourselves or be set free from it without the touch of christ without jesus in our lives again taking our place and swapping rolls with us taking on our sins so that we can then receive his righteousness and it it comes with that that change to understand that every bit of the good deeds and every bit of effort i do will never get me to that point to be truly clean but it is when i like am humbled to the point of I can't do this. Jesus, I need you. Um, that's how we become clean. That's what changes us. Yep. And if, if you if you ever have that thought, like, I can't do this anymore. I need help. That's God, right? You didn't yep. come up with that on your own. You know, yep. um, when Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter goes, well, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. He goes, well, let me tell you something. You're right, and you didn't come up with that on your own. <laughs> My father gave you that one. 
right? So, I, yeah. so if, if you're if you're sitting there and you're going, you know what? Um, I don't completely understand what these guys are saying, but I feel like they're right, and I'm in trouble, and I need help. Well, that's God. Yeah, and he's he's opening your your eyes and in your ears mm-hmm. so you can hear. So, Alex, how mm-hmm. can that person get in touch with us so that we could kind of like help them out, steer them to a place where they can go to worship, um, give them some material to study? How can we help? Yeah, absolutely. If the, if that's you and you want to just talk to someone, um, you can send us an email at info at hoperisingministries.sc. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can also find us at uh, Hope Rising Ministries SC. Um, and I'm sorry, the email is info at hoperisingministries.cc. Uh, but you can find us on Facebook at Hope Rising Ministries SC and uh, send us a message there. Leave us a comment. Um, we'd love to, to hear from you and, and to walk with you, to encourage you, to pray with you, uh, to give you some resources and try and connect you with a with a church uh, close to you and, and a body of believers that can come alongside and help you to understand what it means to, to know Christ and to follow him. Um, so please don't hesitate and, and, and please reach out to us. If, if that's you, we'd love to talk with you. Yep. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us, for being here, for uh, hanging in there with us. We pray that God has blessed you and encouraged you uh, through this. And Trey, as always, thank you for joining and being here, man. Enjoyed it really. Yeah, man. And blessed by it myself. Um, you know I love you, Alex. Love you too, man. And uh, can't wait till the next episode and uh, see you all again next week. We hope you have a great and awesome week. God bless. Yep. See you later. Peace out, peoples. <laughs>